I'm Tom Downing. I'm Adam DiCarlo. And welcome to Before the Break, a podcast for actors, by actors, brought to you by Working Actor Pro. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Before the Break. This week, we continue our industry series with a very special guest. She has been part of the Pantera Murphy Agency in New York City for 10 years. And in 2022, she became the sole owner of the company. Her clients can be seen in almost every Broadway show and TV film project that shoots in New York. Please welcome to the show, senior talent agent Katie Murphy. Hi, Katie. Hey. Hi, Katie. Thanks for swinging by. Of course, happy to be here. We um we've done a couple of these industries. Some of it's a film director, an agent, and they seem to be the highest spikes in our listeners just because I think maybe um they've heard so much from actors and so much from <laughs> teachers and but man, if you talk to an agent, there are so many things that are uncovered that just are not touched on in any college course, especially because there's nothing about agents in college, college courses, really. Um, but, you know, even workshops and stuff, we just don't get a chance to really like talk to agents and ask questions other than scene study stuff in the workshop at one on one or whatever. Right. right. So um, this is great. And, and thanks again for, for taking some time. I know you're super, super busy. Um, we have some questions from our students that we'll get into later. But as always, we love to just get a good idea of like how you got into the business. Were you in performing or were you like on the business end of things from the get-go? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a mixed bag in a way. Um, I performed my whole life. Um, my dad's a classically trained pianist. So he would be like the music director for a lot of different shows. Um, my mom would help like backstage with stuff in community theater. They did like children's theater. And so when I started to get older, um, you know, I would be in the shows, but also like helping with everything else. Um, and then I went to school for vocal performance up in Rochester where I'm from. And, um, there became a point where I noticed like when I was performing or in vocal juries or things like that, I was more looking at the audience of like, okay, so how are we gauging like how I'm doing? Like, are they liking this? Are they not? What is that person doing? Or like what's happening behind the scenes? And so my voice teacher was kind of like, um, <laughs> you got to focus on like what you're doing. I was like, yeah, I know. I know like the full scope of everything. Um, and then I had done like a thesis with a friend of mine who's now actually a director. Um, and we did it on like Bear, a pop rock opera in this like old abandoned church that then became like a weird little black box theater. And so I really loved that. And a family friend, you know, it was towards my senior year. And at the school that I went to really back then, it wasn't career focused in a way like I felt like we were very behind all the other kids it was more like how are you going to be successful in school or like in community theater and my dad was like you're not staying here 
Like you're not staying at home. You're not staying in Rochester. Like get out. <laughs> yeah. And he's from Jersey. So he was like, no, what is this? Like, no. <laughs> um, so I kind of just didn't know what I was going to do because I knew ultimately, like I, I can't perform. I don't want people looking at me. Like I, it just is this weird thing. I was like, I can't, I don't know what to do. Um, and a family friend was like, you know, I know, this agent in New York, why don't you see if you could get an internship? And I was like, okay. And so I was kind of avoiding calling and my parents were like, you have to call her. Um, your dad's your like, dad get did, your dad out. Did it for you. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my daughter, Katie, is looking for a position. She's taking forever. Um, <laughs> um, and so it actually, <laughs> Meg Pantera. And so I called her and she was like, what, you know, what you're calling for what? And I was like, I need an internship. And she was like, they're oh, like, oh, we know your dad. He calls all the time. And writes. Like, my daughter out. Um, <laughs> so, Katie, went, how many? We're not going to mention the year, but how many years from from when you uh, got promoted, which we'll talk about later? Um, yeah. What What was that window? Yeah, it was a big window. I mean, yeah, I was an intern. Um, I started. I'll, I'll date myself. I don't care. I started in 2011 as an intern with Meg, um, and I moved to New York. And then I went to a different office, which I won't name. That was mm -hmm. a bigger office. And I realized, okay, I don't know if I can do this because of how they operated. And that then, specific office. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just. Uh, none of the people are there now that were working when I was there, but I didn't, um, I didn't like how, uh, she's like, I am not going to say this name. I can't, I can't, no, 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 no. It's just a little different. You know, it's, right? it's very different. And it was yeah. very, um, the, it, it wasn't about the people, right. It was about the people who were booking, but realistically, it wasn't about, you know, the day-to-day -day people. It wasn't about, you know. Is that Bentley? What? Is that Bentley? I don't know what my dog is doing right now. Bentley's he makes like the weirdest. He sang. <laughs> he makes the weirdest sound sometimes. Ben, come here. Sorry. Sorry, go Please. ahead. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just. I love being in a boutique agency because I love that I can just call an actor and they can call me. And it's like, we're having a very human to human conversation and that's not what it was like. And so mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is, I don't know if I can, this is like the real Miranda Priestly bullshit. Like that. Yeah, you, like, see yeah, like you went from country to rock and roll. Yes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we've talked about it in the, on this show before yeah. I used to have friends who their agent, they would have to make an appointment two weeks right. prior to have a 15 or like whatever like a 10 conversation. And I was like, don't you think that's crazy? And I don't think they had had another agent. So they just thought that like, Oh, my agent is so in demand that you have to. And I was like, Bullshit. that sounds kind of crazy though. <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't that seem weird to you? And they were like, yeah, I guess actually like that is kind of bullshit. I was like, that just seems odd, like to mm -hmm. make an appointment two weeks prior to like scheduling something with your father just to have a phone yeah, call. It was yeah. like court appointed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't your your vibe. It wasn't, my, it wasn't my vibe. And then Meg was looking to hire somebody full time. So that was spring 2012. Um, and then I worked my way up from being an assistant to being a partner in 2018. And then 
we knew that I was going to take over in 2020 because of COVID or because like she wanted to retire, but then COVID happened. So that didn't happen. She was so like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, she was like, okay. Uh, but, um, you know, it was end of 2021, beginning of 2022 is when I took over. Wow. Uh, Congratulations. Well, thank because you. That's awesome. That's, that's a huge accomplishment just anyway. But in our business, when, when you get into, it's sort of like, a co-star on a show you hope to kind of get up there mm -hmm. but getting into the business you're in an office you're just trying to make a name for yourself and you turn around 10 years later and it's like i couldn't be higher on the totem yep. pole and <laughs> not an ego thing but it's quite an accomplishment because this business really is not for everyone and not everyone can cool. take it you know yeah no it's when you first got there were you like oh i i think yeah. this is where my fit is my um I realized I wanted to be an agent within my first like few weeks of working with Meg was because wow. um, she let me be very hands-on um, and I was helping her doing the submitting and stuff and listening to people sing and say, okay. And we were working on the second national of wicked and this girl who ended up booking the job um, under for the understudy Glinda. And she had just graduated from Boco and I love, well, one, I love theater and, but I love the camaraderie of it. And so I felt, okay, like I can be a part of the industry and feel this camaraderie and like not have to perform. This is brilliant, you know? Yeah. Um, and to have a little part of somebody's kind of career path, like is really cool. Yeah, that is cool. a little bit of having your cake and eating it too. Yes, absolutely. I love mm -hmm. cake. <laughs> so let's let's chat a little bit about <clears throat> about your business, what you do, and and kind of the relationship or in regards to two actors. Um, there's a lot of people who, who have a lot of questions for you, but um, Adam and I have a couple of queries of our own. Okay. Um, uh, so first off, um, I love to ask this because <laughs> it's it's something that I've done in like um, interviews uh, for like real jobs like side jobs where I need to like get this stupid side job. I'll ask, um, what is your, you know, what are the things that you do not like? What are those things that you, that strike the chord with you where it's like hanging up now yeah. or not replying to this or we're going to part ways. Um, are there any specific things that you see consistently that rub you the wrong way? He <sighs> You know, I think, um, You're like I got a list here. I know. Right. I'm like, where do I, start? <laughs> uh, for me, a big one is communication. If you can't have Adam, we were literally just talking about this in an interview yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Number one was, uh, and again, I escaped my name. What was yeah, the communication? Oh, who, oh, who you were talking to yesterday. Uh, no, in re reference to, but our last talk mm -hmm. with an agent was number one communication. It's the only yeah. way that someone can get fired from our office. Is like if you're well, not yeah, answering yeah, we, email. We referenced it yesterday, but we were talking about our past interview with Matt Redman, who's right. an oh, agent I'm at DJRW. Yes. Yeah, love him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it so, got brought up in yesterday's interview, yeah. and we were talking about um, how huge communication is, and it's it's really major. I mean. Uh, it's hard you know, to hit reply, huh? <laughs> well, I'll, the thing, okay, sorry. Now we're going on the rant. The thing that really bothers me is if I send an appointment out or if I send something out and I see that you're like doing a bunch of stuff on Instagram and you take forever to reply and confirm to an email. The like, I know you're on your phone. <laughs> I, right. Like I know you're on your phone. I know you're on your phone. What are you, you know, what are you doing? Why are you taking so long? And it's because casting will then email us like a day later and be like, 
Well, a day, a day. Oh yeah. Wars have been. I thought you were going to say like four hours. Mm -mm. She's like, "Uh, no, a day. Mm -hmm. I've already printed my sides and working on it. Oh my God. Yeah, I think some people just don't, they aren't assertive enough to understand that this is a business and time is of the essence. They never got that. They weren't there on the day in training where like we learned that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and they get different personalities because I'll have actors where I send it and like five minutes later, they're like, Hey, I have the appointment. I'm confirmed. I've printed it out. Like, what else do you need for me? And you're texting me. I'm like, love it. Thank you. Like you've made my job a million times easier, but you know, communication is huge. Or if you don't tell me you're going out of town, like I had a uh, friend who's in a different country and uh, you're like, Hey, I'm vacationing. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what do you, when thinking? I book it, when I, when I book the vacation, I send a, Hey, this is happening. And then about a month prior, I send a reminder. You know what I just did actors who are listening. <laughs> I, I used to be the guy that I get the call from Carol or something. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like, oh no, I, I'm camping. I totally forgot, you know, I didn't reach out. I I just started to do this because we're like traveling a little bit yeah. and stuff. I have in my notes, the six emails from commercial manager, uh, like New York, somebody in New York, my agent here. And it's yeah. all just five, six emails. I copy, throw it in, send the message. And it's there. I don't have to like work to get the emails, get them all together. So actors, it's so easy. Copy, paste. Hey, I'm out of town. Boom. Now we've heard not only the first thing that Matt said, but it's also the second. And and it really is something. I don't know why. I'm not sure why. I think it's the awkward, the fear of not getting an audition for this dumb little trip that you're going to take. Yet we know how the universe works. You leave town and you get the it. Yep. And that, yeah, that's it. So yeah, okay, booking out yeah. big time, big time. Yeah, um, I feel like yeah, those are really the two big. I, I mean, obviously, like um, respect is a huge thing. If you know, I get that, especially actors, because I have friends who are actors. Like, I get when you don't book something and it can affect you emotionally and mentally. Don't take it out on. Did they take it out on you? I mean, there have been a few times where there's been like a little bit of a tone and I'm like, I wasn't in the room. I didn't make the choice. I'm just. the Yeah. Yeah. Like it. it, um, And there's only a few that have ever done that. Yeah. Um, And then I I let them have the moment and then I'm like, (laughs) so that moment is never happening again. You know? Right. Uh, It just, I, because. God almighty. You know, I can't. I, th- I I think also with actors, they can be the most open and, and wonderful people. Yep. And then there are a breed of them that socially, you'd think that this would be a very right brain friendly like place, but socially there's something actually just off mm-hmm. about, about what they think is appropriate or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Everybody's different and people have had maybe different upbringings or different environments, learning sure. environments, dialogue environments, different families, maybe talk differently. But the fact is like some people kind of miss that. Yeah, they miss. Know? Yeah, they miss that. Or it's a redirection of anger, which I, you know, understand. But, but what's that person going to do when they walk into a casting office and their spot was moved and then they look at the, at the secretary or the girl at the, you know, the computer and they're like, what the fuck's your problem or something? It's like, well, I don't know what this person's capable of if they do that to me. Well, right. They're going to be, they're going to bring it into a room. I, um, 
I don't know if you guys remember those like equity. Have you guys ever heard of those equity nights where if an actor who's an equity actor doesn't have an agent and they can go oh. like, a few nights and agents are there and we have to be there for like three hours and watch like either singing or monologues. Oh. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And That's a good idea. It, yeah, there was one. I mean, they haven't done it since COVID because, you know, COVID, but um there was one night where the pianist was not thanked until an hour and a half in. That's a, that's a long time. Uh-huh. And for those, um, just popping <laughs> in, not getting it, um, not understanding it's, it's, you have your penis there. Yeah. who's essentially like your co-pilot in this, in yep. this ride. And when you, when you take care of your co-pilot, either before, after, or both, you're saying, thank you so much for like being with me. Kind of like a reader. Thanks for yeah. like, it's just a courtesy, and and that tells you so much more than even that audition about who this person is and are they ready for this business yeah. because it's those tiny little baby things that you learn over a thousand auditions. Right. Yeah. Right. No. It was it was weird. I was like, oh, and I I then when they thanked them, I like looked at the uh, piano player. I was like, oh my god, that was the first thank you, right? And they were like, yeah, it was. Isn't like, that amazing? Oh. Wow. And, and the fact With that a you're cigarette on burning it. on the end of the piano. Yeah. 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 Fuckers. <laughs> Never gets easier. So what about auditions and stuff? I mean, we're talking about communication and when we're sending things in, I, and I'm saying this because I just redid my self tape setup. I should have done it about eight years ago, but I did the whole <laughs> painting thing. Got the lights. Did I mean, I really went out and invested and in That's three right. or four, well, finally, I should have done it a long time ago. But in three or four of the auditions right after, it was callback, callback, or a compliment about your about yeah. your setup. And I was like, wow, I really needed to do this. And it really is a total difference. I mean, night and day. Yeah. And if we're talking about a visual medium and branding and a package and all those things that come with you as an actor, um, if you're not taking that seriously, I mean, you could lose eight years of opportunities just because you had an overexposed, you know, audition in your laundry room. Right. Like, it was just, a, you know, but if you have the know-how and I threw up in our course, I, I threw up literally my entire setup of where to get this. Here's this, the wall mounted light. If you want this where everybody can actually like see what this thing is. But I, I don't think that people actually have a, a guide of what will look. Do you know that there's a backlight that can actually go on the wall and, and brighten up the background in a gradient style, which actually brings eyes toward you. Like all these right. little things that as a casting director, and, and I only do like indies and friends movies and stuff. I don't, I don't do this full time, but when you see a thousand tapes come in, you really do hone in on the ones that work. Why did the director take a double take on that one? Why did someone want to see them again? Um, it is a visual thing and it matters. It's like headshots too. Right. Right. So, so let's talk about the portfolio. And it's somebody who has maybe been in the business a while, there are people that don't have anything. Yeah. And and um and it's difficult to get all these, you know, this whole portfolio together, headshots, VO, your comedy reel, drama reel. If someone does have some things out there, what are the kind of uh portfolio faux pas or things that you see? An example would be if there's a minute and a half scene, you only need like 30 seconds of the gold in there, right? Yep. Are there anything that is there anything that you see that actors just are falling short in in terms of getting a quality portfolio? You know, I editing. If you're going to have a reel, make sure the editing is really great on it. And it could be that you've done some shorts, right? It doesn't have to be that you're, you know, 
in law and order, right? If you're just starting out, make sure your editing is really focused on you and it's very clear and the screen is not like, you know, Vaseline on the lens and foggy and this and that. Like it's, mm -hmm. it should ver be very crisp and it should focus on you. Like I don't need a two minute reel of basically your whole short film. Like give me like a really good little clip and then let's keep it moving. Um, right. Headshots for me are like the most crucial because they're going to take a look at the shot. And if it's something that's not in the world that they do, like they're going to keep it moving. Or if it looks stylized and old, like um, I remember like the 2010s, like everybody was crouching in the street with the cobblestone brick. I still see some headshots like that. And I'm oh, like, I did that. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm like, sure I have them. Like, crouching with the on my computer know. yep and yeah. i just and i you know somebody brought it in i was like is this an old one they're like no and i was like what it just it's you know i think but again it's all research right like you don't have to go and spend a lot of money if you do a lot of research online and you see like some of the top photographers and who's booking all the time and what their shots look like you can you know make that up with a nice little iphone camera you mm -hmm. know i'm not expecting actors to go out and spend thousands of dollars but just do your research on it. Like, because all of those things matter, especially when you're starting out. I didn't and realize follow that, photographers you know? and yeah. save images that you like. And you go, Oh, that's, that's a style that really speaks to me. And I think would benefit me. Like I want to see myself in that shot and save it. And like, I <clears throat> to pat myself on the back. I usually get complimented when I go to, headshot photographers because I give them like seven reference photos mm -hmm. of what I'm looking for. And they always go, this makes it so much easier. Like I know what we're doing right. now. Right. right. It's not like a, okay. And I know so... what you're marketing. I don't have to second guess. And it's all <clears throat> exactly. On and I can give them a style and a look. And I'm like, I want to emulate this. I really yep. love this sort of lighting and this sort of background and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I give them, you know, maybe from one or two photographers kind of looks that I like. And I go, this is what I want our session to be. And they go, right. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. You've made this all so much easier. Yeah. I really didn't realize how until, until we started like casting and seeing these hedge and being in, in the moment of, I have an hour to get tw 20 roles with at least 25 people in and because i'm so a casting director is so there's there's no time when an actor asks like why does it have to be a special headshot why does it have to be like this you know why can't it just be a picture the fact is in those 10 seconds of where i'm just scrolling i don't have any time and so i'm thinking of this character that i'm going for and he's rugged and he's big and he's okay i'm thinking about this guy and as these headshots are going and i see this guy dressed as office. This guy dresses anything other than rugged. It's a little difficult for me to put them in immediately that say, good, yeah. add, add, add. I can't look at the suit and say, I guess I could, but the fact is you want to make their job so much easier than it really is. And so if I've got, I got that rugged and then I've got office and then I've got these two others that are specific to, to the, the yeah. submission, whatever that thing is. So that's the, that's the reason. And, and it's not that we don't have, um, uh, imagination but you know you want to like dress up the product for the job that it's going to you know well yeah and you want to also you don't want like uh deer in headlights 
headshots, right? It's not just about the outfit. It's really no. you're acting with the camera. And it's a yeah. vibe. And I didn't know that too, yeah. right? I, I picked my own headshots for five, ten, six years. And it was always the, the, the wrong one, the blue steel, the something that fueled my ego because I was looking at myself in this distorted way, right? Yeah. And when other people look at it, they see something, but there's an art to seeing a hundred photos and picking three that are like yep. dynamite. And if you take an actor who's new, he's going to say this one, that one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and that one. And it's like, no, 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 none of those work actually. It's yeah. this one at the bottom that you didn't want because the, it says something. There's something to it. And Katie, as an agent, do you like having a say in that? Yeah, yeah I want to. Do you usually tell your your roster yeah, you send me the whole gallery? Um, before <laughs> when I was working with Meg, Meg would say, you know, narrow it down to twenty. I was going to say, that's usually like what my manager says. He's like, you go through, give me about 20, 25, and then. But then I I would always run into, I'd be like, well, I don't like 15 of these. So what else is there? I know. I would rather just click through and be like, okay, this one catches my eye. Okay, what is this story? Where would I submit this to? I don't trust 25 from from an actor. I just wouldn't because I wouldn't trust me five years in with 25 photos that I pick. No way. Well, also like I would never want to look at 250 photos of myself. So I would probably just like list some random numbers and then right. be like, oh, here you go. Um, so for me, it's, I can just look at it and be like, all right, this is what I think. And you know, I always yeah. ask too, like, what are your favorites out of these and out of the ones you picked? Like in general, what are your favorites? And then we can kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. It's also really important when you're having a, photography session to let the photographer know like this year this is my goal i want to be on law and order yep like i want something that could be in that world or if when it was on your thing was like getting on mazel something that just speaks to those sorts of worlds via the lighting and the color background and all of that and communicating like these are kind of the stuff that i go in for i'm a lot of um you know it's like i'm a lot of cop shows yeah so maybe like a little darker a little more cinematic you know right you're not gonna Um, have the bright yellow background right (laughs) the musical theater background you're under arrest yeah (laughs) but i mean like when you're like maybe not like starting out but i I get i get called in for every show so i have a little bit of everything but you should be specific about stuff. I think that that's yeah. really important because then that's also meaning that you're specific in what you want to do. Granted, yes, I guess I will contradict myself. You should be open for things, right? Like right. the big regional gigs, the TV film, the Broadway, the this, the that. Yeah. But like, realistically, I think there's a point where you kind of learn like, no, this is really what I can do. You know, and, this and it's not like all you can do, but it's your no. own perfect muscle that was designed yep. specifically. I'm the charming dude who's going to help you with your car yep. always and the cop. And mm-hmm. like I am these specific things. But I, I didn't know that until, you know, years down the road where you're starting to re- you feel this in the audition room and it's these roles. You're like, wow, I really meld into this really yep. easily. That's that's a good that's a good sign. And after ten years, you can have three or four solid. Absolutely, this is what I do. And when you know that, then you can bank on it and exploit it in yeah. the room because you know that muscle and how to, you know, use it. I had the perfect example. I was telling this actor, and he also is a manager, and he has these headshots that are so brooding, and he's 
not that at all. And I was like, listen, like you really need to get new shots to reflect you because you're getting called in for all the wrong stuff. And so then sure enough, he gets this appointment for this new upcoming project and they call him in for this brooding role. He goes in, he does the read of it and they're like, what? No. Like, can you read this other role really? And he was like, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. And so he did. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, this is you. And so he was like, so you were right. I was like, I know I was right. Thank you for telling me. Oh, my me. God. It's like, like, it's my job. job. Right? Like, I was like, no. And I was like, so when are we getting the new shots? When is that happening? Um, but, you know, it's it's really important. It, it yeah. just, it's your calling card. Yeah, yeah. And it, you're right. There, that's a, a lot of mistakes are made with, like, what maybe you want to be versus what you really are and your shots can be like a total contradiction of what people see in the room. And it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a fine shot. It's not the photograph. It's just what you're doing is some like these things do not match at all. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, you know, and, and um, it just begs the, and I'll bemoan this, like the, in an acting pursuit the ability to find yourself to, to check ego of what, what you think you want, what you think you're going in for, what you think you're heading into. And really it's like, what am I here for? Right. Like um, Michelle Dowdy was like, Oh, Oh, I'm not going to be the, when she began. I'm not, I'm not the lead lead. I'm going to be the swing. Cause that's my muscle. Oh, okay. And of course she used it. She lived in it and she got out of it and up to the lead from using what she was. And then yep. she evolved, grew and she transitioned into that that type. But to allow yourself to say, oh, I'm not going to be the three-dimensional villain. It's it's fun, I'm sure, but that's just not me. And I don't have to have the dark, brooding thing. I'm Tommy, and that's okay. And it doesn't matter what I want. I have to be here for what I'm meant to do. Yeah. And um, sort of that shoot your gap and don't start shooting other gaps because if the ball comes through that gap, that's the one you want to be shooting for, you know? You don't want to be trying all these other things that sort of like – like I see, um, I had a I had a student uh, who sent me uh, a song, and uh, it it was it was uh, um, it was not it was she um, I don't know how how to say it was she it is not she is not a, she is not a Broadway singer, but she okay. wants to be. So okay. if you were to say, and and I'm saying this because we we came to this beautiful re- resolution in the end. Right. I'm looking at her and saying, it's like me going on to Broadway right now. There are 2,000 other guys who can sing a song better than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to Law and & Order, and I'm going to yeah. stay over there, and that's totally cool. Yeah. You are going to be funny in a sitcom, multicam. There's some beautiful thing. But you're over here trying to sing um, fucking – let it snow. Love. Yeah, oh. it's just like that, honey. No, yeah. you gotta love you and everything that you're doing. You, of course, you want to be on Broadway, but who doesn't? Yeah, you know. And then she was like, "Oh wow!" And now she's auditioning for funny stuff, and like because that's kind of her muscle. Aww. And you needed somebody else to look at it and say, "You could do this for another ten years if you want, but if you really want to do what you're meant to do, I can tell you. I can yeah. point you in that direction. Help you, yeah, and you can start to really make progress." But you definitely don't want to sh- show the door to someone who who could have something. Obviously, that's it's not my about intention. Rebranding. It's rebranding or you know redirecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Actors, listen up. If you're having trouble finding a talent agent, or maybe the rep you have is just not cutting it, you need to check out Agent Genie. You'll get access to over 1,500 triple verified talent agents in all major markets. That's LA, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, Toronto, and London. Whether you're a new actor in development or a seasoned pro, if you're looking for representation, Agent Genie is for you. It only takes 15 minutes to download the mailer, follow the prompt, and the Genie will take care of the rest, submitting to all reps in your desired market instantly with its one-click mailer system. And it comes with a tracking report so you'll know who opened your email, who clicked, and who is interested in you. Listen, nothing changes if nothing changes. If you want to get into bigger rooms, make the investment. Take your acting career to the next level today with Agent Genie. Use our promo code BREAK10 for 10 bucks off your purchase. Visit workingactorpro.com slash agentgenie to get started today. Um, should we get to some um, student questions, Adam? Yes, we have a bunch of listener questions for you. Um, as we said, these episodes are really popular because I think, especially like agents and casting directors, it's that little little sneak peek behind the curtain. And it's yeah. like, I think as actors, like when you get together and talk shop with like your friends and stuff, it's like everyone doesn't really have the answers for what an agent or a casting director wants or might do or blah, 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 blah. You know, so this is like a really awesome dialogue to have with yeah. these people that I think most actors want answers from and would love to, um, you know, get to know certain things. So um, we have some user or user uh, listener <laughs> questions cool. for you. Um, all right, here we go. This, these are, these two are kind of the same. So I'll just sort of clump them together. When is the best time to approach agencies about joining the roster? And another is when do you seek new clients? So they're kind of similar. Yeah. I think, you know, any time of year is a good time to reach out as long as, you know, your materials are all ready to go and they're all correct. And, you know, by uh, materials, you mean, I mean, website. Yep. Yep. All of that fun stuff. Um, I think it's more important of how you submit. Um, I've had a lot of emails recently being like, hey, Megan. And what? Yeah, well, right. I was also like Meg, you know, my previous business partner has always oh. been known as Meg, never Megan. <laughs> so I always just delete it because I'm like, okay, so they haven't done the research then. Okay. Oh, maybe yeah, you know yeah, who yeah. you're emailing is a yeah. big one. You know, oh my big- God. You know, do some research, you know, I, but I find new clients kind of all the time, you know, I wouldn't submit like on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve that happened a lot here too, which was a little bizarre, but, um, you know, I think everybody is online submitting, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. We can check it whenever, but yeah. And, and, um, um wait, let me, let me just, yeah. just to piggyback on that. When you are looking at talent, do you see a lot of talent, um, from the f- stupid freaking phone is that where you get a lot of where you see a lot of talent or are you still going out and like in oh, the real world and i mean oh lol uh <laughs> i went to a 54 below concert last night and i saw this girl who is not repped and i you know we messaged her from on her instagram through the office instagram to That's set nice. up a meeting so really any and all times. But in terms um, of say, if I'm an actor and I'm two years in yeah. and I'm really going to start to throw my stuff out on the reels and make some funny stuff. Sure. Do, do you think that reps are kind of looking, it's the new club. It's the new, like, uh, you know, with the oh, equivalent you mean, like, of online content. Yeah. Is like online content. Oh, 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 oh. 
oh. in, in terms of 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 getting talent, finding yeah. talent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, if somebody sends something into us through our website, I will always go and look at their Instagram or their website. Um, I go to their Instagram to get to know them a little bit in a way, just like people can do for us or any other casting director that's like public and any bad stuff that you see a lot that maybe actors Uh, should take down. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say take down for me. It's more, I'm trying to gauge if I am going to get along with you or if we have the same ideals or things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell a yeah. lot from personality just by. You sure, you sure can. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and uh, so I wouldn't say take it down because if it's authentic to them, then that's what they're showing. And I wouldn't want them to be presenting something that they're not ultimately, mm-hmm. or that they don't believe or whatever else. Um, I think that's really the most important thing for actors to remember. This is like a side note. Like if ever you're meeting a casting director or an agent, like we're wanting to get to know you because that's how we're going to be able to work with you. Totally. You have to yeah, know if you think, who you're repping. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 60 second scene or monologue, it's only 60 seconds of that 20 minute long meeting. You know, the yeah. most important thing honestly is you better be good. Sure. But you right, won't, you, you won't get a, yeah, you won't yeah. sign if you're not. You know. No. Um, okay, I have a question. Uh, Tim, he's from New York. Hey, Tim. I, I have a manager that's fairly new to the business, mm-hmm. and it's reflective of his professionalism, taste, and correspondence, etc. He has a few consistent book. Okay, so he has a con- few consistent bookers on his roster, but I'm afraid he may be doing more harm than good. This is a very specific question. So I, I think the question really is... Um, how do I know if this is a problem? <laughs> no, if someone's right, f- if someone's actor, right for how me, do I know if someone's right? If I think that they should trust their gut. So if they think that there is something awry or that their rep is hurting them better than benefit or like, and not benefiting them or their reputation of their representations, reputation is hurting the actor hmm. like that out. Do you that think out. that it's a thing where if say this is, this is a manager, I don't know what, what maybe he's doing, but if it's a phone well, call situation or whatever, do you think that a manager actually can, uh, an age and a casting director can, can be dissuaded from getting an actor in because of their manager? I mean, that very well could happen. Um, I'm I think, sure. at the, yeah, like I think at the end of the day, they're going to, if they really are dying for the actor, they're going to have to go through the representation. Right. But I think that they're, are casting directors who know that they can count on some people. So they can be like, Hey, you know, to whoever, like, Hey, Matt, do you have somebody on your roster that like could fill this thing? Like they can casting directors have, here's like a revealing of the back end. Casting directors can go in on breakdown express and check out everybody's roster. So they can look and search for people and whatnot. So they can really find anybody they want and find out their contact info. But to me, I feel like this question is more of him wanting to trust his gut or not. And I think that he should trust his gut. And if he feels uncomfortable or if he doesn't approve of what his manager is doing, then like he's got to go. Yeah. You can't, I don't, I couldn't survive one day if, if I questioned people who were at the, at the business end of my business, you know, I mean, like they're the people who are facilitating everything. So I would say if you don't have a good um, experience that 
that you, and you, you shouldn't be waiting for the next manager to come around. You have to cut ties as we, as we heard from, Oh, Lucas, Lucas. Yeah. From, uh, from New York in in our uh, episodes ago, he said, I had to say goodbye to my manager so I could get another one. And that was a huge roll of the dice because I didn't know if I'd get another one, but that new manager couldn't come without me getting away from it to be free of it and to be available and open, you know, to it. So, okay. Adam, do you have one? Yes. uh, Speaking, um, still about managers, a question, when should you have an agent and a manager? Um, I when you're comfortable with losing 10% more of your money. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, that's like the ultimate answer. Um, I know that people though love security and they think that if you have a manager and an agent that you won't miss out on opportunity. So it it makes the, it's like maximizing your potential. So, you know, if you need that to feel secure, then go for it because then hopefully like your mental health will be calmed because you will think, you know, that you'll have that support system. Um, for us, we work with lots of different managers and it's no problem. I normally say it's when you feel comfortable that you can pay both the manager and the agent and, or you really have a career to manage. Like you've done your Broadway shows, you've done your TV shows. We're now doing the film circuit and you're going to Sundance with your film. Right. That's my, you know, personal opinion, but you know, I really, it's when your career is that that next level and you need a publicist, a manager and things like that. Yeah. Cause I think when you're Tosh and I are, um, we're, we have a production company and things are kind of picking up with some indies that we're doing and we'd love to, to have a little, um, a little like little blurb in a periodical, maybe a film magazine or something about our family and our production company. And we've got some movies coming out, something fun. I can't just email slate magazine. My manager is going to email and say, I've got a double client here. They've got a baby on the way. They want to do a story. It's not going to come from me. So you're right about having a career to manage little things like that, that are more of the business end of things to have somebody representing you via email is a little bit more of a, indication of your level, I suppose. Yeah. I, um, you know, I have a client who was on Broadway last season and now is doing a reoccur on a show. And we had brought, um, a manager on like right before, because it was, you know, the appointments were overwhelming and, you know, she's also a writer and creator. And so it it was like, we need somebody here. Mm. Um, and she wanted somebody who is bi-coastal. So we got a manager who is bi-coastal and we work all very well together. And it's, it's a great, and that's where I love managers because it's like, we're both looking at the self tapes. We're giving opinions. We're this, we're putting together the self tapes. It's, it, it is a good thing when it's needed. But I think if you're right out of school and you're like, should I have a manager and an agent? I'm like, right. you may be able to wait, you know, yeah. let's get a credit. Yeah. Um, another <laughs> question as an actor, when should I push for more guest star recurring roles and less under five co-stars? Mm, um, so this is obviously more of the TV on camera. Yeah. You know, I think obviously it's all case by case, right? Because everybody's an individual. But I think, you know, if you're getting to the point, you have to kind of pivot and make it that casting directors will see you in those guest stars. So you would have to start to eventually turn down those co-stars, which can be a struggle, but 
you know, I think if you've done like three to four meaty co-stars, it's like, yeah, we're going to the next level and we don't need to add another co-star. Unless, Unless you want to just be a co-star and, and that's cool, but and that's totally fine. Or like if it's succession and everybody just wants to be on succession, like right. there are certain projects that are very different. Um, or what about Katie? Uh, the last episode, the last season of a show. Yeah, seventh then, season. You haven't been on it. You know what? What the right, hell? I'll be I'll be the it. cop that identifies the body. Yep. I don't... Right, right, right. That's you know that was like New Amsterdam that this year too. It was like okay, we knew this was the last one, so mm. you know, Maisel just ended. New Amsterdam yeah. just ended, and so I have a question for you. Then, in that regard, is that a conversation that you have as an agent with casting directors? Um, like a preface of, because this is the last season that they'll go into. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh. The, um, like, Hey, oh, yeah. moving forward, yeah. I think this actor is going to be less in, we've had a conversation. They're going to be less inclined to mm. do tapes for like under fives or, you know, the, the cop yeah. who asks a few questions and more of this kind of a thing. So that's yeah. sort of. For that's this the, actor what we're preferring for moving forward yeah that's the agent's responsibility because how else would casting know you know right. it's also that's the same way if you're a swing in theater and you want to shift and you don't want to be a swing anymore that has to be a conversation with casting or you know hopping back to tv and film if you're only working for top if you're only yeah working for top of show and no less then if they're calling you in for a character that they're not going to pay top of show on we have to say okay they'll only do it if it's top of show. Right. And not every actor is meant for ascending levels. Um, right. Like I, I threw, I threw this in a course where I, I described every single level of, um, role in, in TV, uh, yeah. featured co-star, blah, blah, you go all the way up in film. Um, and, um, it really is a different world between co-star auditions and, and guest star auditions, you, you have so much more as a guest star that you're, that's expected of you. And yeah. there's, there's stuff that you, you, you only realize when you're thrown in there or you're watching or something, but there's an arc, there's the ambiguity we got to throw the, throw the audience off. There's all sorts of stuff that you're doing that there's the body is a totally different experience and totally different talent level. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, there's a difference between something like that, where it's like, hey, the body's over in the next room, go get it, to where you've got a meteor co-star. And if there's a world in which the writers fall in love with that actor, mm -hmm. they will keep writing for you. That's happened to many of our actors. And That's that how I got my first so many show. guests yeah. on the show, where yeah. they were like, when I auditioned, it was for one day. Yep on one episode and now I've been there for 22 episodes. Yeah. You know, and I, I did, I did a good job. I wrote a thank you card and it wasn't a dick and mm -hmm. I now have 20,000. And it's dollars. funny because we'll talk about that recurring role and they'll be like, Oh, it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. It was supposed to be a one day co-star or guest star. And then I was done and I was like, okay, great. Had a great day. Told my reps, wonderful day on set. And they said, okay, cool. And then, a month later, they were like, yeah. oh, just so you know, um, that show's bringing you back. And they were like, yeah, did I fuck up? Are they reshooting it? <laughs> no, no, no. New episode. You're right. coming back. Uh, and then it just like became a cycle. And they were like, I 
when I auditioned for that, I had no idea. No that wasn't idea. my intention. You know, and now they have episodes and episodes and episodes on a show. And my God, Some of them's had- a SAG, SAG Award yeah. winner, winning actor. Right, Adam? Oh, Wasn't uh, yeah, nominee. Yeah, nominee. Um, wow. Yeah, it's so it's funny. Just, it's so crazy. You never know. And we've you had so know. many guests who are in that boat of like, had no clue I was going to do that. Right. Well, and that also goes to really being just so wonderful on set or in a room and, you know, having that great energy. Yeah. 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 Um, now we talked about kind of the no nos and the things that rub uh-huh. you the wrong way. What about the right way? I know you can go the opposite of what you said, but are there specific things if you were to think in your head, your top five clients that when you get a call, whatever the role is, you're thinking about them. You're going to, why do they get up in your head quicker? What are the things about them? They're reliable. And they're talented, of course. Of course, the talent's there, but they're reliable. I know that they're going to show up on time. I know that they're going to be respectful in the room, that there's never going to be an issue. I know that, um, you know, they have a really great work ethic. It's, it's. Trust them. They email me back within, I don't know, a day. All right. You know, they email me back right away. That's also, you know, a lovely thing. But I think it's, um, you know, I, I'm very luck, lucky and privileged enough to work with a lot of great clients. Um, and so I don't really have a lot of bad stories or yeah. anything, but you know, there are the ones that I am just kind of amazed with that, you know, they're just such lovely, lovely human beings and they go from job to job because people are obsessed working with them. Yep. And they're in a coincidence. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a way there's a, there's a, an energy, uh, mm-hmm. behaviors, like etiquette yeah. and all these things. And isn't it nice to know that you can make, you can call this client. They can go literally anywhere in yep. front of anyone and, and do a good job. They're, they're actually representing you. You're yeah. representing, they're representing you. Right. Oh yeah, and absolutely. That's how I think of it. I mean, yeah. you, you got to make this job easier on yourself. And, and you're right. I think it's the reliability and the trust because a lot can go wrong. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day where I know actors get like this nervous wall up, but it's like, it's it's just a human experience. Like we're just doing a job. We're all human beings. We all need to be treated with respect and have like the basic boundaries of showing up on time and, you know, things of those nature. Like, Mm. you know, if you can master that and really be like a phenomenal human being in the industry, but then also outside and you have outside things that attribute to your life. Like you're just such a well-rounded person. You're, you're going to make it, you're going to make it. Your goals are going to be met. You're going to be fine. It's amazing. There's more to us than the the acting business than the actual like acting. Yeah. And I think that's why it's a 2% success rate is because like they don't teach. You can't get taught character reliability or these are things that you learn at home and in college and in your experiences. And it's a very human thing. And also you mentioned to understand that this is just, yeah, you know, just the human experience. I'm going to go in, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to throw my bid as the construction yeah. firm of this project. So here's my bid. And, and I think that you have to do it for about 10 years or so before you like realize, Oh, none of this matters. <laughs> I've put all my like yep. the, the, I thought that this was the thing that was going to make me so happy, but I didn't. I couldn't give two shits. And then, and then right. everything's so much easier because you look at it for what it really is, and it's just a job. That's, and I think that's the biggest success rate for clients is if they view it as a job 
they're going to book. If it's mm. this diehard show. Personal. Oh my God. The emotions, everything. You're not booking. You're not booking. And I know you're not booking because they could smell it in the room that you wanted it so bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's like the, that. so let's cut oh, quickly, Katie. Yeah. Desperation. Big time. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing. When I see a slate, even it's like, hi, I'm available. Um, I'm COVID ready. I'll shave. Um, yeah. Whatever you need. And I really want to book this because it's like, oh my God, click off, off, yeah. off. <laughs> I've to coach people through slates where I'm like, <laughs> you're a human being. I know take you. Really yeah. Take a breath. Like you're oh. just so like, and I'll be like, okay, so like we're having this conversation on the phone, right? And they're like, uh-huh. I'm like, that's what I want you to do. Just like pretend the camera's right there. Like that's that's all we want. And there's one client who I have who does such a phenomenal slate that I'm always like, can we just, I just almost want to just send it to like clients who struggle with slates. And I'm like, uh-huh. let's do something like this. Like be well- a real person. And like, you know, and he'll be like, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope all of your families are doing well. Like, it's just so, um, and he's just like such a wonderful person, but I, it really reads through and because it's all authentic and like authenticity is like the main thing that I think a lot of young actors need to really realize. Yep. Bullshit meter is like so high, you know, I mean, for us, like we know if you want to find out if someone if something's real, ask somebody in our business because in a second we can smell bullshit. Yeah. And in a performance, it's like, oh, I don't believe it and I'm leaving because this is not, you know, this is not what it's supposed to be. We know kind of what what is real and true and authentic. And also when someone's trying to be real and true and it's just like too much of an attempt at being. I just signed a girl recently and we had a two hour long meeting, two separate times, but we talked about like, life, what we love to cook, our favorite albums, spirituality, like Mm. where we want to travel to. And I have to say out of the two hours, maybe 15 minutes was about the industry. Yeah, there it is. And it was almost to a point where our like first meeting was rolling into another. And I was like, oh, you have to leave. See, isn't that wonderful? Oh, um, and you know, I think that if an actor thought that way going into an audition, because we yeah. talked with with Allie Beans, Adam, oh, yeah. and she goes, a kid sat down. The director was so ready to say, hey, how are you? How's it going? And the kid's like, yeah, great. Let's go. She's like, no, 90% of the audition is before oh, and after. Uh-huh. You know, and it's not the time. It's just mm-hmm. the importance of that. And so if I walk in and say, oh, it's it's the highs and the buys and the hey, how are you? It, then we do a little, a little scene, just yeah. a scene, and that's it. Tiny yeah. little thing. But- it's really about like meeting them. And, and here's like a little taste of what you could get for 18 days in a mm-hmm. row, you know? And, <laughs> and it's funny on the desk. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, even at like survival jobs, like if you're working in restaurants where there's a lot of industry people and you're an actor, like I've had the experiences where I've fallen in love with that, like server or bartender where it's like, they're so charismatic. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to just talk to you all the time. And then they never mention that they're an actor. And I have to be the one like, are you an actor? Like, let me send me your stuff or whatever. And it's really weird when I had this at a restaurant where um, I was going to have dinner by myself. And because I love to do that in New York. Me too. Bar and just like have a meal. And, love you know, whatever. and this person was like, I know you. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like on Instagram. And I was like, oh, 
and they're like, you're an agent. And I was like, Oh, let me swallow my chowder. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, Oh, no my photographs God. tonight. I'm sorry. I'm just by myself. Well, I was like, this is so weird. And I told, I told my parents about it and they were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, so, I don't know. so weird. Like, it was just so weird. Dad, you told me to leave and now I'm getting recognized. I know. Now I'm getting, so. I have stalkers. This is it. It's your fault. Um, so but, what do you, what do you chalk that up to? It's this anti humble, like, Hey, Oh yeah. Talk. Yeah. Like this is my opportunity where I, and I think it's really reading a room. Yeah. Like, I don't think I was inviting the conversation of like, please come and like, Elevator pitch my whole entire meal as I'm mm. eating like an arugula salad. Love it. You know, it's you got to read the room. That's it's a it's a lack of taste almost, and yeah. it's the same thing like when you they're going into an audition or, or getting mad at you for not getting. It's like a taste of like, oh, you think that's okay? Yeah, it's not okay. No. No. Oh, you're an actor. Oh, it's all about you. Oh, oh yes, of course. Let's sign. Where are the papers? Right. 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 <laughs> Or it's just like, oh, if I need to like turn off work mode, you yeah, know? Man. Yep. It's, it's, the, it's when you've been in the business for a little bit, you tend to not at all talk about the, you've learned that it's not about the business. And so when you have a colleague, you're chatting about life, spirituality, yeah. these things that are human. And yeah. cause we don't want to talk about the business all the time. Yeah. What do you think musicians do? Talk about, well, a chord, I got a G chord. No, we're talking about life. Oh my God. I hope that that's all they talk about. <laughs> Just strumming and mm -hmm. saxophone. I, I was going to mention like. on the, the uh, topic of desperation. I remember like pre pandemic when I like clearly was auditioning far less than post -pan or post pandemic. And I remember making every audition the most important oh. thing because maybe I only had one or two in a month. Well, so it was, and you know, you have to travel to get there and it's yeah. like, a, it's more of a thing in your day. And then like, since the pandemic, I've auditioned far more than I ever have in my career. And now like we do it at home and it's like one thing that I do in my day and it's more, it feels more of like the job in instead of holding so much important. And now, I mean... I do a tape and I completely forget about it. Mm -hmm. That's the I don't, Oh, I, I will talk about it on the pod and I'll be like, yeah, it was that show. I can't for the life of me. Remember what the fucking scene was. And that's a great sign. Yeah. That's that's it was like three sign. days ago. And I'm like, yeah, no, it was, I, I remember it was equalizer, <laughs> but I, for the life of me, couldn't remember. And, then, and 10 like, years ago, Adam, just, you were like, you were like looking up the producer after and you're like, what did oh I do? God. I'm going to watch my tape a couple of times more. And it's like, oh no, when you go take your bike and fuck off, you're going to yep. get the call. <laughs> I just used to think about like, yeah. oh, well, it's been, it's been three days. Right. You know, well, sometimes it can be a week. So, and you're like counting days and now it's like. Oh yeah, we have another tape. Do it. Okay, cool. Forgotten yeah. about it. I keep yeah. living my life. It was one thing that I did for 25 minutes that day, whatever, you know, and I love that new man mentality that I have of like, that's the job. You do it, yeah. you forget about it. it has nothing to do, you know, with superficial shit. It's, it's mm -hmm. things that are outside of your control. You have to realize that. And the best thing you can do whether you book it or not is make a good impression, make a fan out of the mm -hmm. casting director. And if it's not that one, get another one. Yep. There's you many know? of them and everybody switches. 
you know, we had, I, I think of like pre-COVID and all the casting directors, there's a lot of people who left the industry and then now there's new ones, which, yeah. you know, you can make fans anywhere because you never know where anybody's going to end up. Yeah. And you mentioned like succession earlier and this yeah. last season, there was one episode that over the course of like two weeks, I got brought in for like three separate roles that oddly all intertwined with each other. I was like, oh, and now I'm talking to the character that I read for last week. But it was like, that's called doing your job. Yeah, because they you like did you a good so job much. casting yeah. like do, and they're mm-hmm. they're like clearly they want Where you on the show. Yeah. That's not necessarily up to them, and that's no. totally fine. But they like you. They keep bringing you in. That's all you can ask for. And sometimes booking it is like the cherry on top. Yeah. And I think nobody really has control except for the people who have the money. Realistically, like that's at the end of the day. Even so, though, Katie, they're choosing you because you remind them of their former girlfriend back in high school. Like it's still no control. Right. Exactly. But that's where it's, you know, I have a few actors where I'm like, guys, we we've done everything we can. We have to let that go. Like there's no, we can't, I, we can't go back, ask for feedback. We can't like, it's out of our control. That's it. And I think all all of us on this call can agree that like, as an actor, you got to get it out of your damn head that it has anything Mm -hmm. to do with like talent or whether you're good. Right. It has to do with shit that has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause I know so, so many people can get so caught up in like, oh, well, if I'm not booking, I must not be good. And so if I'm or not your good, agent why the hell am I can- something or your right. manager? Yeah. Like there's, there's a really vicious, um, what was that musical back in the day title of show called die vampire or die. That's what that to me, that's like the epitome of what can happen if an actor gets in their head. It's like the little vampires are coming and they are telling them all this negative stuff. Ah, and, and I mean, that's the biggest problem is us. Mm hmm. Like I'm the biggest impediment. And for years I was, you know, tears in the eyes in the elevator going down. Yeah. What the hell did I? And as you evolve, it's like time to go for coffee. Cause I don't right. care, you know, get yourself yeah. lunch after and then yeah. forget it. go to whole foods, do your grocery shopping, you know, yeah. go do whatever. But that does take a few years to get yes, that mindset because I think it's when you're first problematic. starting out, everything is so exciting. And, and important. Like, wow, there's this enormous TV show or a movie where you would be reading opposite like an Oscar winning actor. And you're like, that's a really humongous opportunity. And that's all I ever wanted. And then yeah. you just get in your head about it. And then you got to <laughs> learn that like, this is going to happen a lot. Yeah. Just like. I had a I had a time hop that just came up from like 12 or 13 years ago and it was a post that back when we posted on Facebook for like just running some errands and then hanging out and then I got to show it I and it's like that you know we don't do that anymore um but I I I it said um I have an audition for <laughs> this is in 2009 or 10 I have an audition for army wives this could change my life forever and it's like I auditioned for that show like six times, and then I had a thousand more. Like it, yeah. you know, you think that this is so so important, but you Such know, a precious thing, and it's like so yeah. precious. So, Katie, as we're wrapping up, what um, what advice would you give to maybe actors who are struggling? or new actors who are just starting out in the business in terms of um, success yeah, and reaching their goals. And 
Um, I feel like I have many little different ones. Um, you know, give, give yourself grace, right? This is all a learning experience. Um, don't focus on somebody else's journey because yours won't be the same because everybody's different and everybody has different advantages. And And they're looking at yours. Exactly. Um, and you know, to remember to just be yourself, bring yourself in the room and know that the people behind the table are human beings who are like excited for their after meal plans and like their weekends to hang out with family. Right. Oh, just thinking you guys about have lives too. So important. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I know. Katie, yeah. do you have, we usually ask actors like, what do you got sizzling? What's coming out? Oh, do sure. you have some clients who are on some fun projects? Yeah. Um, I have somebody who I have two people in Camelot, which I'm very excited for. I just I read about that. Soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have somebody who's in New York, New York, which I'm excited for as well. Um, and then I have somebody who's in South Africa actually originating a role down there, which has been cool. Who hasn't? Interesting experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish I could see it because it looks stunning from like the photos and everything. But Can I ask, um, why is why is the production in, in South, South Africa? Africa? I don't know. That's where the producers are. But I think they're, they're cheap theater. <laughs> I, I don't know fully. I think there's development of like a tour afterwards. And I think, you know, how that all stuff stops around and whatnot. But um, yeah. Could you imagine if it was the music man and it wasn't, you know, and everybody's just like, I mean, depending on where this is. Yeah. South Africa and the city, I'm sure it's different. Anywho. Um, so anything on, do you have a lot of film and TV um, yes. actors as well? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I've got people who are going to be in the upcoming season of Blacklist. Um, oh, great. We have somebody who's a reoccur on a new HBO show, which is great. Um, uh, the second half of Manifest, which is coming out. We have somebody on that too. Um yeah, we've got a lot of people. FBI, Law and Order, love Jonathan Strauss's office. Yeah, that sense. Um, yeah, and That's we're awesome. You can see it all on Instagram. We post and when people are on TV and openings and debuts. And last year we had eleven Broadway debuts, which was something I was Whoa. very proud of within the first year of ownership. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. That's I huge. Know. And it always happened when I was out of town, out of New York, so I'd fly back. <laughs> Do you just yeah. leave town just so people can get right? You know? I literally one of my like favorite Broadway debuts. Um, I had just landed because my dad had had surgery, so I was in Florida, and I got the call from the producer that was like, "Hey, you know this guy? We need him for Book of Mormon. Like, can he come?" And so I and I he's been with me a long time, and this was like a huge goal for us. And so I called him, and I was like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "I'm getting." Like I'm at the pharmacy and I was like, okay, I need you to get to the Book of Mormon theater. Like you're going to go make your Broadway debut. And he was like, what? I have to check out right now. <laughs> like, I was like, just check out quick. And then you got to go downtown and you got to do a COVID test. Um, but it was like really, I mean, it was so cool. But I, you know, I looked at my parents. I was like, okay, so the surgery's tomorrow morning. Then I'm going to like zoom out and then I'll be back next week. And they were like, okay. Sure. You get so, to life be in the big city. Uh, life you- in the big city. These opportunities for us are, are something that we've worked our entire lives for. And you get to be on the phone to share in that moment of yeah. release and of relief and validation. And it's such a, I mean, it's only, it's this tiny little moment that nobody gets to see except you and them. I know I've been trying to 
it's a, I've been saying to people like being an agent is a very surreal job. You know, it's a very surreal thing. Um, <laughs> like a guardian angel coming down saying, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You have a show. Right. God you loves you. <laughs> you fly away. Right. And be like, bye. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I know. It's, I mean, it's, a, that's the best part of the job is to oh. somebody that they book something. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's been really, it's really cool to see clients go on. Um, we have an actor who is the understudy for Ron Weasley and I got to see him go on and, you know, to watch what was really cool is, you know, he's an African American man and to watch, you know, all the kids looking at him and like seeing themselves in him. Like mm. I lost my mind. I was yeah. just, this is, you know, it's life changing. Theater is life changing. You know, I remember my first Broadway show, like, what was it? Um, it was Lion King. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I saw the when tour. It was at the New uh, Amsterdam. Like yep. in 99 or something. Yeah. Um, no. I saw Phantom Jeez. in Toronto and I was, I, my parents brought me, I was like five or six. I don't know. I don't know what possessed them to, but they brought me. And when the Phantom hit like the, you know, the stick that spits out fire, we were like fifth row and I stood yeah. up. And I said, he's going to kill us all and ran out. <laughs> and my, the usher goes, we got another one. Well, right. That's what my, I guess my dad looked at my mom and was like. And then the chandelier came down and right. you were like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I hate theater. <laughs> oh my God. No, that's what got me. I was like, okay, we're in it. There's drama. We love this. Oh, how funny. I know. Yeah. I mean, I've been like a true theater kid my whole life. That's like crazy. love Miss Saigon. So I just... You know, that's what we would listen to in the car. It's so cool that a seed can get planted so early and then you see the fruition of it at the, you know, towards the, in our, in our middle life, yeah. as things start to kind of grow and it's like, oh my God, I honored so many myself. people turn that off. Yeah. You honored your childhood yeah. dream or your interest. Right. And, you know, instead of everyone else bowing down to society and doing the normal thing, you, you know, you, you tend to have a really solid relationship with your younger self. And, and for me, I, you know, I honor that guy just as I honor the guy 40 years ahead of me, you know, yeah. to work really hard now so that the seeds are planted. Um, now, I, I don't think we mentioned it, but Katie, the, you mentioned something about um, checking social for the updates on like talent and stuff. Can you yeah. dish out the, uh, the handle? Oh yeah. So it is, uh, PM the agency. Um, cause Pantera Murphy, the agency would be far too long. Um, right. and then my social is KG Murphy four. Oh, I didn't, not I didn't, Megan. I didn't want to beg you for that. Megan. Not, not Megan. Megan. There's never been a Megan. There was only ever a Meg and a Katie and Meg is retired and living her best life. So right on. Yeah. Oh, thank Katie. you so much for taking Thanks time. Thanks for bringing me on to hang. This and was congratulations. Like huge you. accomplishment. You have a wonderful, um, a wonderful company and terrific actors behind it. Just, you're, you know, congratulations on everything that you've done. So much more, of course. You've only just begun. <laughs> thank you. This has been <laughs> Thank cool. you for stopping by. Bye, Katie. I know everyone will get a, a lot oh, yeah, out of, of course. this episode. Oh, good. I hope so. <laughs> we'll we'll report. On okay, the good, good, good comments. Good. <laughs> She's like, "How are the numbers?" Okay. <laughs> oh, it was lovely. We got a lot out of it. Thank you, Katie. Thank of you, Katie. Course. Bye. Bye. So lovely. Extremely lovely. That was wonderful. I, yeah, I always learn something new talking to someone on the 
kind of office side of things. Yeah, it's like there there are certain people, whether it be agents, managers, casting directors, who really um, have such an impact on your trajectory. Well, everyone's you know trajectory. So it's cool to sit down and talk to them and ask them all the questions that we've always you know been thinking of, but you never really have an opportunity to talk mm-hmm. to those people. Um, and I think what people can really take away from is like, you think that the focus is on acting. I mean, in terms of the agent and the relationship and the representation and all that, but really it's about you and, and you can come in with the best tape or the best talent, but it really is. How do they talk to you as a human being? And mm-hmm. that was never stressed. It was never talked about. I just thought that it was, you, you read your thing and that's it. But like, Oh, you got to hone in on you. And that takes a lot of years to to grow and evolve and really know who you are and all that. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, all right, episode. everybody. Well, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. You can find out more about Before the Break and how to become a working actor at workingactorpro.com. Follow us on Instagram at Before the Break Pod and Working Actor Pro. Follow us on Twitter at Before the Break Pod. That's the letter B number four, The Break Pod. Adam's stuff is adamdecarlo.com. Follow him at that Adam DeCarlo. And you can see my stuff at thetomdowning.com. Follow me at I'm Tom, by the way. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a rating, and write a review. If you like what you heard, check back next week for an all-new episode with an all-new guest, Adam. Thank you for your questions, everyone, and we will see you next time. Adios. You've been listening to Before the Break. The hosts are Tommy Beardmore and Adam DiCarlo. Cover art by Amanda June Boucher. Music by Benjamin Sterley. Before the Break is recorded live from Los Angeles and New York City.